G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. God works all things together for the good. So as we approach the end of Marriage Week, we have a deeply touching story of a man who is staying faithful, loving and true as he vowed on his wedding day as his wife succumbs to advanced dementia. With Australia's ageing population, this is not an uncommon story and many of us would know a friend or family member who has seen a similar scenario unfold Many older Australians become primary carers for their spouses as one of them, uh, as one of them uh, has dementia begin to rob their mind of the health and vitality that they once enjoyed. Well, John Mackay is no stranger to Vision Radio. The creation guy, as uh, we know him, has been on air many times answering questions about fossils or the flood. But today he's here to tell us how he has faced this battle with dementia. Good morning, John. G'day, Robbo. How are you? It's great to be back in here again with a different flavour. Uh, but yeah. the, the truth covers all things. And the Lord Jesus promised that no matter what the circumstances, if we kept our eyes on him, he would guide our paths and hold our hands. Now, I gave you before uh, we started a, a marriage booklet for a sermon that I preached at a wedding uh, earlier this year. And it was sort of um, our wedding anniversary, too. Mm. And it was lovely to do this. But I tell you what, it was really hard to get through that because the tears kept coming. Mm. You see, my wife and I have been married 55 years. Yeah. And she's starting to really show dementia. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to do over the past five years, I looked through my notes, as I told you last night, of what, what I've been keeping track of because I discovered very early not a huge amount of helpful knowledge is out there, a lot of little bits and pieces, but I started to keep record of what I'd noticed from 2015 onwards. Now, that's eight years ago. Mm. And uh, anyway, uh, the, the, the joy that comes from knowing that Christ has got all things under control versus the tragedy that it comes from us living in our fallen bodies. Now, we see that amended people as less than us so so often mentally, but in reality, compared to Jesus, we're all less than. Yeah. Right? So you've got to keep that in mind. But here's some of the things that I've noticed, and I'll share a few things. And, Robbo, feel free to interrupt me um, because it's, it's not the sort of thing you can sort of write notes on and, and then give a sermon mm. on. But it's something you can share from experience that my wife first noticed she was starting to forget, mm-hmm. starting to forget dates and times. And, and I first noticed it because she was working in our office right now. Uh, when you get checks in and I can't find the checks or when you get people phone up and she forgets to tell me. And then we have, what happened to this? Mm-hmm. And it became evident to both of us there was a memory issue. Yeah, right. And then we asked the doctor and the doctor said, we'll go to this person who evaluates uh, dementia, etc." So we went. And I'll be honest, my wife did not like this psychologist mm-hmm. medical person because she kept hinting that you've got a mental problem. You've got a, 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 you may be heading for dementia. Now, I'll be honest, that was already my conclusion because she comes from a family with a bit of a track record of this, right? Right, yeah. So her dad, a lovely, godly pastor, was found up the road 
in the middle of the night, didn't know where he was going, and stark naked. Oh, wow. Right now, from that point on, we had to sort of put him into intensive locked-up care for his sake mm. as well as our sake. Now, of course, if I'd known this, perhaps I wouldn't have married the girl. <laughs> but you see, you see, love covers all things. That's what mm. the Scripture tells us. And so here we are. We have a girl who's starting to lose her memory, and now that's eight years ago. Mm. Now we're looking at a situation where she has trouble remembering hardly anything, right? So that we took her to visit her sister the other day. Um, she was 75 yesterday, by the way, so happy birthday to my darling wife. Uh, but within 10 minutes of leaving there, she she would deny that she'd even been to see her. Right, and, wow. and, and And then when I said, well, here's a family photo, she got angry at me for showing her a photo to prove that we did it. And I thought, oh, no, the creation guy's been out, out, outwinked by, yeah. by, by this lack of memory. So um, perhaps if I can put it into total context, Robert, particularly to associate it with the creation picture as well, because my first experience of this dementia came from a dear old Christian brethren man who loved what me, we did and would support us to the hilt and then suddenly, and it was really suddenly in his case, he became a person who would curse and swear. And I thought, was he ever a Christian? Mm. And I struggled with that for years until I realized one thing about the body. In the beginning, God created male and female. Uh, he took dust and he made man, made a body, right? So our body was distinct. It was there before we mm. had, a, had a personality or we had a spirit. And God breathed into us and became a living soul. And when you look at man made in the image of a triune God, body, soul, and spirit, the body can still be there, and you can keep a body alive on a, on a medical table now for ages after mm. it's technically dead. No brain, no personality, etc. But dementia is sort of halfway between that, so that when you look at body, soul, and spirit, the minute you lose contact with your spirit and the spiritual aspects of Jesus in us, one of the things that shows up is one thing we hate, Robbo, to admit. You look in the mirror and say, all the others are sinners, but not me. I'm mm. redeemed, right? Yeah. But yet the Paul, Paul writes, we are all fallen. We are all sinful. The heart of man is desperately wicked. And you know it's your brother. You know it's your sister. You know it's your neighbor. But it couldn't be me. Mm. But it is. And dementia is one thing where this can show up when you start losing those automatic controls that stopped you swearing. I mean, I used to swear like a trooper, Robbo, before I became a Christian. Then I had to work really hard to not have those words mm. in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm only grateful I don't have dementia because I hate to hear what would come out of my mouth from what's in there. So I say that because there are many Christians out there I meet who struggle with the fact that my godly father, my pastor, my mother, listen to them. They mm. couldn't be Christian. Well, yes, there's a body there. There's a soul. That's their personality. But their spirit, they are losing contact. Their bodily, bodily functions are taking mm. over. And what you're hearing is the natural man. And remember, the scripture says it's there. Now, one other thing. You see, the body, Bible says we were made very good. Dementia wasn't even on the marketplace right back then. Mm -hmm. And so you won't find things like dementia till well after the Roman Empire. It's a, a relatively new disease by comparison. Nobody before the flood had dementia, even though they lived for 900 years. Now we're getting dementia when we're 60 because we're aging population. It's really increasing. In fact, what did you find out about the amount of dementia that's out there, Robert? Yeah, well, the um, research is saying that just in Australia alone, you've got uh, around 400,000 Australians that are currently uh, living with dementia. And that's really jumped up. I mean, in the last, well, you mentioned 2015 was when you started yeah. to notice uh, some signs within your wife, 
well, in 2015, the number was less than half of that. So less than 200,000 people had dementia. So the, the numbers have jumped dramatically in the last less than 10 yeah, years. That's certainly um, true. But it's certainly a big percentage of the country yeah, that yeah. is. And obviously that then means our friends, our family, our spouses, of course, mm, are being yeah. affected by this. They're oftentimes becoming the carers. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about this today. I want to pick up on, you mentioned about this uh, wedding that you spoke mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, I mean, it is uh, marriage week. We want to talk about it in the context of your situation because it mm-hmm. is your marriage that's being affected. But then we're going to broaden it back a bit and just talk about dementia generally with you know friends and, and family members that uh, that may be affected. But talk about your, you know, speaking at this wedding, you, you're speaking to a brand new couple that are you know, yeah, entering into yeah, marriage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when I got married, you know, you say these wonderful vows, but you never mm. imagine. I mean, you mm. say in sickness and in health, but you think, well, we're never going to get sick. You know, we're yeah. young, fit, we're healthy, <laughs> we're vital. But this is a reality. So yeah. whether it be dementia or whether it be mm. something yeah. you know, completely differently, you've, you've now got the commitment to say, well, mm. I've vowed mm. to stick mm. with you. Yeah. But that's not always an easy thing, is no, it? No, it isn't. The uh, booklet that Vision Chop is going to be promoting in mm. their new catalogue, right, um, it deals with this issue because the point that the Lord has made over and over to me is if you want to love somebody else, you must first of all love Jesus with your whole heart. Mm. Because, you know, I remember many, many years ago before my wife and I were married, I went round there young and enthusiastic, you know, still had hair and mostly good looking and a few muscles instead of fat. And I said, darling, darling, I love you with all my heart, you know, Hollywood style. And uh, that night as I was leaning down and kneeling down to pray, the Lord said, you can't do that. You must love me with all your heart. Mm. So I had to go back the next day and say, darling, would you mind if I took some back? (laughs) I said, because I've got to love Jesus with all my heart, and then his love in me will love you. Mm. Now, for those of you who are men who are struggling with this, remember that your first allegiance is to Jesus. Now, that's why the scripture says, if we love him... Right, he first loved us. Yes. Right. So there is our clue, guys, and women too. The love that you have for somebody else comes from Jesus. It's unaffected by the socio political, it's unaffected by the mental. It's a love you are choosing to give. So point number two, love is not a feeling. Mm. Love is a choice. Right. So I chose to love my wife and in fact when you actually um vow before God to love a woman with all your heart and all your soul, etc. I remember thinking, now, what is adultery? Uh, Why is God so angry at adultery? It can't be the sex because he invented sex, right? It can't be companionship because he wants to have companionship. What it is, you broke a promise. Mm. You promised him, and he never breaks his promises, so he's really angry at anybody who does break promises, and you promised to love this woman. Sickness and health, right? Now, sometimes the sickness is worse, but as you were saying and I was saying, Physical sickness is easier to deal with. Someone gets sick, has a heart attack, they die. It's all over and done within Mm. a few months maybe. But when you look at dementia, as I was thinking the other day and sharing with some friends, it's like watching your wife disappear hour by hour until you can't retrieve her. And that is, of course, where most of it ends. Sadly, at the moment, we've got a slowdown um, sort of pill for Alzheimer's, which does produce a dementia sort. Dementia, by the way, is an old word, but its use has unbelievably increased in the last 20 years because mm. of what you were saying about the numbers. But dementia um, is the effect. 
Alzheimer's, the things that go with that, we know a little bit about what causes it. No cure yet, but a slowdown pill. But most cases of dementia, no way of dealing with it. So guys, particularly, and girls, and I say that in that order because at the moment it's women who are affected far more than men, and we do not know why, Mm. right? But it is a long-term effect, creation of Adam and Eve, sin comes in, the flood, the world goes downhill, Babel, distribution of genes and you name it right and all the way down to the present where we've been dropping chemicals all over the place we don't know what these have done to us we know the food cycle has gone downhill and praise the lord if you're worried about the environment because we should be you should come and see my vegetable garden they grow it all totally organically right so we don't have any of those sort of problems but in reality it doesn't matter because the whole body has gone downhill so guys particularly make sure your love is a choice not a feeling. Mm. Many, many divorces have come about because people felt they couldn't love each other anymore. Wrong choice. You needed to choose, first of all, to love him, and then you can love anybody under any circumstances, even if they kill you for it, right? Mm. I mean, when Paul was willing to die, it was dying for the Romans who were killing him, right? Now, do you love people that much? Are you willing to Give yourself for your wife or your partner or your children because you love him first. So there's probably the biggest clue out of how to deal with these dementia issues. And by the way, don't think you're alone. We're going to interview a couple of people later on this program who are suffering from it in the family and some of the legal type implications that come. But uh, we do have the phone lines open. You can call through with a, a question or a comment. And Anne's done that from Labrador. And what's your uh, comment today? Well, I used to work in a dementia ward, so I know and experience what happened with the dementia people. But also, I had a handicapped sister who had a brain injury, Mm -hmm. and I lived with that as well. So I know exactly um, what he is sort of going through, because with living in the ward, I also saw how people and the people, how upset they were, even coming in and visiting and, and stuff like that, and how that was sort of upsetting upsetting to them a little bit as well. So I understand, and I just pray that when he, um, John Mackay, when he gets to the stage where he can't handle anything and heard that he will, I know it's sad, but he might have to put her into that type of place mm. as well, which is going to be sad for him. But I just pray that he will get the wisdom to, um, to do that and not struggle because... Things get worse and worse. I I lived in a high dementia uh, ward for quite for a few years when I first started over there at work. So Mm. I have seen things and know things, yeah, from that part as well. I appreciate your perspective, that Anne, and I I agree with you. It can be a a really tough decision to Mm. make, you know, for a spouse to say, you know, the time has come where I need to put you into care. Mm. Uh, That's uh, not easy at all. Um, someone who's uh, just uh, actually experienced that. So thanks, Anne, for that call. Uh, we've got Craig on the phone, Craig Hawkins, and we've actually had Craig in the studio before, of course, one of the uh, Creation team, team with you, uh, John. Um, but, Craig, you've had a, a experience with your parents, your mum and dad, um, where uh, your mum has actually been the one suffering with dementia, but uh, you've actually just recently had them put into care. Craig, what was the situation for you? Yeah, g'day, Robbo. Uh, g'day, John. Um, yeah, so my mum, probably about five years ago, was the first time I really noticed it uh, when I had to take her down to see my dad, who was uh, seriously ill in hospital, and I just noticed how disorientated she was. She she couldn't find her way 
uh, around the hospital, um, even though she'd spent quite some time in it. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, uh, you know, she'd been speaking about her childhood a lot more regularly in the time leading up to that and, uh, and, and things of the past, and particularly that of her father who died when she was 15. Uh, started to speak a lot of so so in hindsight that was sort of probably the first signs of the decline but over the last five years uh, really I think they've probably lasted at home uh, dad being very physically incapacitated uh, lasted longer than than many would um, but obviously you know people love love being in, in their home but mm. they're blessed now to have a have a space in 24 7 care that's great. And interestingly, that they've been able to find somewhere that they can live in together, because that's obviously not very common, is it? That uh, oftentimes, you know, the, the one spouse will be in uh, care, the other one living at home, or you know, sometimes even in two different rooms in, in a, an aged care facility. But uh, your parents have been able to get into a room together, which is a huge blessing. Well, it's a really huge blessing. It's the only... Um room in this facility in Beaconsfield that has two beds and um, they could well have uh, ended up an hour away from us. They're only five minutes now, but they could have well ended up an hour away a few months ago when they were offered a, a place uh, down in Launceston. Um, but my my dad's criteria was that um, when he hadn't seen her for a couple of days in that facility, uh, she would recognise him when when he went and saw her after that, and she did, which mm. was quite remarkable um, at that time. And um, so he said, okay, right, no, this is not it, we're going back home. And then, of course, a little, little while later, the, this room um, came up really close by, which just really seemed to me to be a provision of God because yeah. all of his Great. connections are up here. Can, can I just ask you a question? Uh, because I've known you and quite a few of your family over the years, um, many people are worried that if it shows up in one person, it'll show up in all the family. Now, just give us a brief rundown. You don't need to mention names, but what's it like in your situation? Because your mum used to write lovely books. My wife loved her books, all about rural Queensland and Christianity up here. Really great stuff. Mm. And she couldn't do any of that anymore. But you've still got rallies in Queensland, correct? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Now, are they affected by dementia? Uh, no, not not apparently. So, uh, older brother, uh, slightly younger sister, um, not not impacted in in any way. I know. I uh, had you the the mom. old the younger sister at the museum, the Creation Discovery Centre, just a week or so ago, mm. and she's she's sprightly and and youthful in her attitude, even though technically she's old. So, just uh, I say that because there are many people out there who are scared that if it was in mum, it will show up in us. Now, there is a little bit of a genetic link across generations, but it's not a one-for-one. So it's not like leukaemia or some of these other things where you can actually establish a link, but in reality, dementia seems to jump and skip Mm. and go all over the place. So we don't know what's what's doing it. And in fact, Craig, would you encourage people to keep praying for a cure and keep praying for their relatives with this disease? Well, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, even just in, the, in the, the care provision that we've had and, and the way the church has rallied around my parents um, uh, and, and prayed and, and not just prayed but put it into to practical action, uh, keep praying because, uh, yeah, things, things can really um, be sorted out by the Lord. There's no yeah, doubt about that. Sure. Now, just, I, um, bef- sorry. We'll get you to hang there for a second, Craig. I've got a, another caller on the phone, so we'll take a call from Adam.
And then just to stick with us, Craig, we'll, we'll ask you another question in a tick. But uh, Adam's given us a call uh, from New South Wales. Adam, did you have a question or a comment to it? Uh, just a quick comment, uh, John and Robbo. Um, I've had a lot of this in my family and ever since I'm a, li- a little boy. And um, one of the most amazing things that uh, John was saying, how you know the, the body deteriorates and, and takes over. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to hold back here. But the, the one thing I've seen with my late grandmother years ago was the power of prayer mm. of a few people praying over when she's in absolute distress with with this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's where I got to see the power of God really calm someone down mm-hmm. who was out of control. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, And uh, uh, I just wanted that as encouragement today, John. Yeah, no, that's certainly true. I mean, my wife's experienced that. And in fact, one of the common things out there is uh, demented people always say, I want to go home. Mm. I want, want to go home. And when you ask mm. them where home is, there's no address, there's no color, there's nobody living there that you know of. And what they mean, what I've concluded after speaking to many people and, and interviewing my wife, is that home is when they used to have control. Home is when they didn't need 24-7 care. Home is when they could leave and come back at their own desire, right? And and when they lose that, my wife said, I don't know what world I'm living in, but I don't know where I am. And she was so frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember anything and I can't do anything. And she was just on the edge of what you were saying. And so, yes, make sure you are men and women of prayer for your relatives because you will have to intercede on their behalf. It's so vital that you don't stop praying. Yeah, so true. Well, thanks for your call, Adam. Really great to hear from you and to to hear that. That's a, a good reminder, you know, that prayer works. And even mm. you know, in these situations where you you may feel out of control, and you know, the, as the the spouse, or even in your case, Craig, being I guess the son of um, you know someone with dementia, it can feel mm. you know very um, unnerving to not really know what's going on and to see reactions and responses in someone that just you know, doesn't understand and, and it can create uh, a real reaction. So you know, being prayerful in these situations is, is a real uh, key, isn't it, Craig? Uh, it very much is. And um, yeah, my mum uh, doesn't know where she is as well, um, even though she was in her own home. Um, it's quite a sad thing for me to, 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 to see them leaving their home to go mm. to, to care, but it was a, you know, obviously an important thing for them to do. But an encouraging thing surrounding prayer for me is that my mum, even though she doesn't know where she is, she's very confused, she doesn't even remember um, if she's washed or changed her clothes or any of those sorts of things, is that her default position is to rely on Jesus. And she'll mm-hmm. say she'll just say simple things like, uh, Jesus is just the, the main place we've got to go to. And, and that's really comforting to me that, that that's her sort of fallback position. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's so good to hear. And that's, I guess, another thing that I've, um, you know, friends that I've got that have got dementia in their families or in their marriage that oftentimes that they'll, you know, the, the loved one will just, when they hear an old hymn, for example, they'll just light up. Like you can just see that recognition uh, in their, I guess, their spirit sort of, you know, recognizing that. Uh, so that can be a wonderful thing to watch, isn't it? Well, one of the things that I've been able to notice is many times, I mean, all of my married life, we've had devotions of ourselves and devotions together. And hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, all of you younger people who still have many, many years to go, who are just married or getting married or are already married, don't miss your own devotions as well as your combined devotions. But the one thing I've noticed with my wife is that 
uh, as this dementia got worse, she would forget things like that. And so we had to stand in, fill a gap in the wall, as the Bible uses mm-hmm. that analogy, right, and pray with her and make sure you actually get the word of God into that person. So t- take that as an extra ministry. Mm. And uh, your dad, of course, has been a wonderful guy. And I really do appreciate Ray Hawkins, by the way, because he, he has for many years sent out prayer devotions in forms of poems. He may never win a poetry mm. award, but I tell you what, the spiritual content <laughs> has been fantastic. So um, mm. just keep praying for them, Craig, and for us too. Yeah, that's good. Now, Craig, we've got news coming up, but I, I knew you wanted to add just one extra thing there quickly. Oh, well, just just around music. Uh, my mum can hardly put a jumper on herself, but um, she can still sit down and, and play old hymns. Oh, that's mm. wonderful. That is yeah, so good. I don't know how it's possible, but she, she really still can do that. Well, that's amazing. We've had another call from Maria in Adelaide. And a reminder, the phone lines are open. You can call through with your uh, questions or comments, particularly, I guess, your story about uh, dementia and how it's affected your family. So, Maria, thanks for your call. We've only got a couple of minutes before the news, but just quickly, what uh, what did you want to share? Hi, guys. I just wanted to share, my mum's now passed away, but she had pretty bad dementia. She went from being a size 20 in clothing down to a size 14 in children's sizes. Um, Her arms were so thin and everything, but when she got into the, in the afternoons, there's a particular type of sundowning that's called, sorry, dementia that's called sundowning. Mm. And it's usually in the afternoon where their brain starts changing and they start getting quite aggressive. And the amount of strength that they have at that time is phenomenal. She would grab my arms and get so angry with me because she wanted to go home. She didn't want to be Mm. there. Um, And it's amazing how, um, a loving, kind word can change their mind mm-hmm. in an instant. They would be so angry, and then you'd turn around and say something quite random, like, oh, who was that lady that you were talking to me about <laughs> that she brought you something? It could be something that, I mean, obviously it wasn't true, but you just bought something, and she'll go, oh, oh, yes, no, I can't remember who that was. And they just forget mm. what they were doing yeah. two well, seconds yeah. ago if you just change it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just it's amazing. That, yeah. is, that is incredible. Yeah. And we've got to Sylvia on the line right now from the Redlands. And Sylvia, you wanted to uh, uh, throw in a thought about enduring powers of attorney. This is really an important thing to consider, isn't it, when it comes to uh, caring for uh, these loved ones with dementia? Indeed it is because uh, we, we all mostly have a will because we know we're going to die. But the enduring power of attorney is putting in place steps so that if we do get dementia, we will be properly cared for. And it's important to give it to someone that loves you and cares for you because they have to make the really hard decisions of your best care. I am um, guardian or EPOA for a friend at the moment. She's younger than I am. And I saw the stages of dementia creeping up and I got her to do an EPOA, but she wouldn't sign it. She said, oh no, I have more faith than that. That won't happen to me. God can't be blackmailed like that. And she is now viciously demented. And I've had to make some very hard choices. Mm. It's not for the faint-hearted, but it is an essential essential um, love gift to give to them in their final stages. Yeah. It's a good point that you make there about it is, you know, it's a big decision for the person that's, you know, I guess creating an enduring power of attorney, but then for the person who's being given that, Role. I mean, it's uh, it's not an easy job, is it? Because as you say, no. you're, you're having to make some very tough decisions. 
Mm. Yes, and they're ones that sometimes you didn't even think of beforehand, like how to have them provide, if they're still staying in their own home, how to have them provided for proper food, mm-hmm. how you're going to make sure that they consume it, because you'll confine them up and say, Dad, did you eat, what did you have for dinner today? You'll say, oh, such and such. And you know you put that in the fridge, and when you go on Saturday, everything falls out because he hasn't eaten all week, and he's yeah. just thought he did. Mm. And so you throw that lot out, and things like that that you didn't, you thought you were going to cover your bases, but there's always something unforeseen happens. Mm. And then you've got to go to the next step. Yeah, so true. Well, Sylvia, just hold there for a second. We want to talk to you some more, but uh, we've got other calls coming through. So I'm going to grab uh, Simon here, yes. uh, who's rung from New South Wales. Simon, did you have a, a comment or something else to, to add to the conversation? I had a question for, for John. Yeah. Um, I've been a councillor for 30 years, and in that 30 years I've noticed that as people process their pain and suffering, um, or even as the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger or the devil gets the fault, that people's memory changes and becomes more free. And I sort of use the analogy of of a computer that um, if my computer's full and everything's still um, in action, uh, I won't be able to take anything new in and eventually my computer will crash. I just wondered what John thought about my statement. Okay, well, I totally agree with what you said because many years ago I had to counsel a very angry person and I said, Mm -hmm. do you take this, the Christian person, right? Have you taken this to the Lord today? Because the sun's going down soon and the scripture says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? Now, they didn't do that and the consequences have been dramatic both in their own life and in their relationships with others, right? So uh, I'm certainly sure that if you store up anger, it fills up space because you and I know from our sinful nature that it can't be my fault, right? We end up making ream upon ream of files about why it couldn't have been my fault, right? Uh, even from when we were a kid, no, I didn't do it, right? And we, we are like that, that it can consume space, right? Now, whether that's a, a trigger for some of these other issues, we, we don't know and no one could prove directly, mm. but it's certainly a time waster at the very least, right? It's a mental space waster. It's an agony of energy, right? You waste so much time and energy trying to justify yourself. Far better to say, Jesus, I'm sorry, help me to get right, this right with people. If it's my fault, I, I confess this, right? So, yes, I totally agree with your situation. And I'm going to sneak in something here that Robbo and I talked about before. One of the things that I've found in dealing with my own wife uh, is that um, usually dementia comes as a result not just of stored up anger or anything like that. They're incidental. But the things that certainly seem to be primary triggers are things like autoimmune diseases, uh, rheumatics of several varieties, right? Psoriasis, uh, even diabetes, right? Any of the autoimmune problems. And, and the reality is if you have four or more of those, you are almost certainly, not guaranteed, but almost certainly in the line for a brain which will shut down in the end, like Sylvia was saying. And I've known Sylvia for many, many years. She's even worked in our office, right? So we know each other very, very well. I've known uh, where people have so much going on because of this background that you can't think straight. So much pain, right? And as I was pondering this and watching my wife go downhill, I thought, 
something missing. I talked to the doctors, talked to the specialists, and basically in the end they'd say, well, we don't really know. That's true. That's where we're at. Mm. We know a little bit more about Alzheimer's, a little bit of hope there. Keep praying for the doctors when it comes to ordinary dementia. Very little known about the, the causes, but we know what goes with it, and these autoimmune diseases are one. So all my research ended up saying, well, I wonder what will happen if we deal with things that can trigger autoimmune diseases. Now you say, what would you do research? You're not a medical person. Absolutely true. I know an awful lot of them, some included in the dementia specialist reigns. But I found something because I was holding my wife's hand one night in front of television, right? And all of a sudden, and she's had bad arthritic problems for years, her hand flared up. The heat was unbelievable. Mm. And I reported that to the doctor and asked him what would cause it. And he said, well, I, I'm not like you. I don't go around holding my patient's hand in front of the <laughs> television. So I've never, never even thought of this question. And I thought, well, that's interesting. If I can do this just by myself, then I'm going to file everything, right? And I've filed it for the last eight years, keeping track in case we see something that a doctor who's only visiting once mm. a week would not see. And some of the things that have come out of interesting, including this one, which you may find helpful to give to people suffering from dementia, and that is probiotics. Surprise, surprise, I ran lots of tests giving her ordinary over-the-counter, highly recommended, high-quality, not the real cheap ones, probiotics to deal with her gut health. All of a sudden, her tummy problems disappeared. All of a sudden, her hand was much more stable temperature-wise. So I thought, wonder what happens if I scrap them? So I scrapped them for a week. All of a sudden, her temperature would flare mm. up again. And when the pain increased and when her temperature of her hands got high, her memory had troubles. And I thought, aha, there are some links here. Uh, yes, I have reported it to some of the medics and they don't know what the connection is. Neither do I, but it's real. It's mm. there. So keep praying for the doctors who do this research and the dementia groups because they need our prayer just as well. But in terms of the spiritual counseling you're giving, spot on. Get people to get rid of their anger before the sun goes down. In fact, don't even wait till afternoon tea, right? <laughs> that, that's a really vital point that God makes to us. We are not designed to be angry except at sin. Mm, yeah, good point. Well, thank you, Simon, for your call and your question today. Really appreciate that. We've got uh, other people standing by on the phone as well. But uh, we'll just come back to Sylvia quickly um, before we uh, uh, say goodbye to you. And I just wanted to ask a little bit about grief. Now, I know that uh, you've seen... Uh, dementia affect members of your family as well as other people that you've cared for, as you've mentioned. Uh, what's the your thoughts in relation to grief? Because this is something that is a long term. Like John, you've said that you know it's been an eight year process for you, and so you kind of had to grieve the loss of your wife, but she's still with you. So, mm. Sylvia, what has been your experience or your observation in that respect? I think it's death by increments in some ways. Mm. It's they're they're. Well, my father said towards the end of his life, he says, you've been my parent now for a long time. And that was true. Mm. He, was, mm. he, was, he had died to be my parent, my parent and I was his parent. And I was very fortunate in the fact that both my parents remained gentle and even kinder in dementia than they had been in life. Mm. They forgot a lot of people. They always remembered me. In fact, my mother could even spell orthorhynchus backwards. <laughs> Where? She could, I could visit her, go to the toilet, come back, and she said, oh, darling, I haven't seen you for weeks. Yeah. And I'd spoken to her five minutes. So there was that, but there was that childhood thing. But the person that she was in some ways, the relationship changes, 
you change. You're now the boss of their world in some mm-hmm. ways, and it's a very weighty responsibility that you're answerable to God and you're answerable to them yeah. and, the, and other family members because I never had questions. I was fortunate from my sister as to how I spent the money, how I did this or that. I'd tell her what I was doing, but I never had anybody sniping at me. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, if you're going to take on um, guardianship, be prepared for people to criticise you sometimes. It is a, it's necessary, but there's hardship involved in it too. Yeah, that's right. And that's yeah, there are some real uh, implications with that, isn't there? And very tricky situations that can come up within families. Well, uh, thank you so much, Sylvia, yeah. for uh, for sharing a bit. Can I add bit. one more? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Can I have one quick thing? If you don't make an EPO or guardianship, and your loved one becomes demented, then you have to go before QCAT, mm-hmm. and they decide it. And that's another waste of energy and time and emotion. And you may not get the answer that you really need. Yeah, well, that's right, exactly. Yeah. True, quite true. Yeah. And they may choose to give the financial part to a um, public trustee, which mm. is an expensive um, alternative that's not necessary. Yeah, that's so true. Well, that's a really good point, Sylvia, that, uh, yeah, enduring power of attorney, it may seem, you know, as you said, you know, you've had people that say, oh, that's, I, I've got more faith than that, but... Uh, yeah, it's important that you have some of those uh, practical things in place before uh, yeah, this sort of thing starts to develop. So thanks again for, uh, for your time and for just sharing a bit of your story with us today, Sylvia. You're welcome. Now, I've Thank had you. a call in from a Cindia in uh, New South Wales. A Cindy, I should say. A Cindy in New South Wales. So are you there? What's your uh, comment and your contribution to this conversation? Cindy in... Um, yeah, we'll just get, Cindy, before we go on, I'll just get you to um, just go and turn your radio down in the background. I can hear that the radio is on there in the background. So if you can just turn that down, and I'll come back to you in a moment. But uh, we might just grab Sue quickly uh, from Kingston, who's given us a call. Sue, what's your uh, question or comment? Yeah. Uh, look, I would just like to um, ask your um, guest, John. Yeah. Hello. I'd yeah. like to ask. John, if um, he's considered childhood trauma unresolved, that's possibly a catalyst at a much older age, particularly if it's uh, a suppressed memory that may come to the surface um, subconsciously and contribute to dementia. It's just a thought that I ponder on from time to time. And the fact that Simon raised the issue of Anger, which you've responded to in a tremendous way, uh, I would ask you if you've considered underlying causes of childhood abuse or anything like that. Um, mm, that's a good question. The answer is, in most of the cases I've investigated, you couldn't establish a one-for-one link with that. Most of the people didn't suffer that at all. Right, My wife has never had any of that. Her parents were godly, a lovely home. Um, I'm not surprised she does wonders where home is because being the daughter of a pastor, they moved every couple of years. Mm. And then she married me, and I'm a, I'm a bit of a wanderer, so we moved 14 times. Now she's got a home where she's uh, been for the last 40 years, so now she wants to go home. And I'm saying, Lord, take her home. Uh, that that's mm. that's the only real home we'll ever be satisfied with. So no, no direct link that anybody I know has found to that. Although it's obviously possible, anything that ha- ha- hinders your memorization of what was nice or or what you should do about something or suppressed anger, 
are possible contributors, but at the moment, nobody knows, right? So it's, it's again, why I'd ask you to pray for the specialists who deal with this because they do need wisdom, particularly we need Christian specialists who can see that it's not just a body thing, it's not just mechanical, there's body, there's soul, and there's spirit. And as I've been in nursing homes where where they put on an old Christian radio song, uh, you know, a hymn from the 1950s, and almost everybody, non-Christians included, lights up because you may remember we used to have mm. hymns on the radio That's right, in the yeah. 1950s, yeah. and they all know those things. But I, I'm not looking forward to being in, in a nursing home myself when they play Mick Jagger because that's an oldie, <laughs> a demonic sort of stuff. So possibility, but no, no one linked there at the moment. So can't help you on that mm. one. All right. Well, thank you very much for the call, Sue, and for your question. I appreciate that. And we've probably got uh, time for one more question before um, the end of the program. And we've had... Um, I can see someone calling in there, but we'll get to them in just a moment. Let me just come back to you, um, John, around grief. I mean, we mentioned with Sylvia about that. Mm-hmm. What's been your experience there? Because it really is a, you know, a slow process, and you're really mm. grieving. You know, like it's like the, the, there's no real closure in that sense. How have you been able to, to grapple with that? Um, number one, I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord for a, a, a good memory and a long memory, so I'm not looking forward to dementia of any sort. But remember I, I told you I first encountered this with an old brethren gentleman, a real godly supporter, mm-hmm. and I struggled with that for years because of his mouth that became foul. And then another one of our supporters, a Christian godly man, just sort of went missing. He'd gone away on a holiday and not told anybody, right? And you think, now, how can this possibly happen? And you grieve at a small level for friends, mm-hmm. right? And so I had a, quite a bit of practice. By the time we get to my wife's situation, her dad, who'd been a wonderful, godly f- friend in fellowship, right, and a supporter of our ministry, right? But then he went downhill, and you sort of, well, I can grieve for that. Um, in fact, it taught me something. Most Christians are not afraid of death. We're afraid of dying, mm. particularly the longer it's stretched out. Right, so that in the early circumstance, think, oh no, you know, and and you're thinking only of yourself, and then you think, well, all things work together for good to them that love God and who are the called according to His purposes. So God will use this for good. How I don't know, <laughs> right? Mm. But first of all, it would be to teach me how to love someone who could not love back. But then that's what He's done, right? We can love Him only because He first loved us, yeah, uh, and His love in us enables us to love Him. And to love others. So thank you, Lord. It's a hard lesson. So the grief has been stretched out. So I've learned on the track, as it were. Mm. But again, for those of you who are grieving out there, get set for the long haul. The long haul is on average about 10 years when it comes to dementia. So you will have to say, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. Yeah, that's right. That sort of thing. Give me strength. But then he is our strength and our salvation. Mm. Uh, The minute you take your eyes off Jesus, you will collapse. Right, The minute you listen to other people's criticism, oh, it could be your fault. You should have done this better. No, this has no known connection with most family events. It's a bit of genetics. It's a bit of unknown background, and you've got mm. all sorts of conspiracy theories out there. But keep your eyes on the fact that this person is Christ. They belong to Jesus no matter what their mental state is, right? Mm. And your job is to encourage them, hold the hand uh, right to the end. So that's how I've been able to cope with grief, even though like that booklet that your bookshop will be selling in the, in the, in the new catalogue on loving her and loving him. I wept when I presented that, right? I yeah. couldn't help it. Yeah. Um, but that, that's 
Sorry, folks. No, that's fine. But, um, that's the only way you'll get through it. Mm, yeah, for sure. Well, let's just quickly grab one more call here before the end of our time together. Uh, Kaz has given us a call from uh, Wyala in South Australia. Good morning, Kaz. Good to hear from you. What did you want to contribute? Good morning. Um, my mum had dementia for probably about three years, and she's she's um, been and gone now. She's in heaven. And um, I, I just think through my journey, I had to educate myself, mm-hmm. like what the symptoms were, why she was doing things, um, so that it made me feel better, you know, that I could understand what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, and and also just educate, educate yourself, and like you say, you know, get those things in place, like your power of attorney, your power of over health, and everything, mm-hmm. because um, you you know, you don't know how quick it's going to happen. My my mum's was very slow, so she was quite good when you know when she passed, she did pass from a obstruction of the bowel instead of the dementia, mm-hmm. but um, and and don't sweat the little things, you know, like I used to be like. <sighs> angry at her or something for doing something silly. Mm. But now I laugh about what she did. Do you know what I mean? And I've got so many stories about my mum. It's it's unreal what she's left behind, you know, the funny parts of her. And now I think of those. So, yeah. yeah that's wonderful. That's Be a great, patient. Uh, yeah, great reminder, Kaz. I think, yeah, Be patient and educate mm. yourself. Some very good uh, thoughts there as we wrap up our time together. John, I really just want to thank you for... Uh, your vulnerability today mm-hmm. to, to come and share your story. I mean, obviously, this is very real. And I mean, obviously, the emotion that we're hearing is understandable because you are you know, walking through a very difficult uh, journey at the moment. But I want to thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for preparing this little booklet. And as mentioned, it will be available mm-hmm. in the store. So keep an eye on our website, vision.org.au, and in the shop uh, link there, uh, Loving Her, Loving Him, a series of daily devotions on love and marriage by John Mackay. So uh, keep an eye for that one. But uh, Can I sneak in one yeah, thing, Robert? Sure thing. Because obviously with my wife needing a few years back to retire from the office, we currently, post-COVID, have a vacancy for somebody who has a real compassion for ministry, uh, 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 either a volunteer or an office worker who needs a part-time job, mm-hmm. right, three or four days a week. So if you are that person, contact me uh, on info at creationresearch.net and that'll be available from Robbo afterwards. That's info at creationresearch.net. You will need to be able to do office work and answer phones and put up with people at the other end and remind me what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) All of those sort of things my lovely wife used to do. So if you're interested, that's info at creationresearch.net for a part-time employment job. Mm, Fantastic. Well, if you want to work with John Mackay, the creation guy, then uh, follow that one through. But again, John, thank you for sharing and thanks to everyone that's uh, contributed uh, comments and, and stories today uh, in this uh, you know, very uh, sad reality that we are living in uh, in our nation with uh, you know, over 400,000 Australians living with dementia. But uh, thank you again, John, for being a part Pleasure. of 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.